Good. Hello, my name is Dr. Alison Brown, and we have with us today another teaching uh, to have a look at today. And we're still in the season of Shavuot, and Shavuot means weeks, and it speaks all about the barley harvest. Uh, Yeshua was the first fruit, uh, fulfilled the first fruit festival. Uh, at the, at, um, that would have been at uh, Nissan. Uh, 18 um, and he fulfilled the first fruit harvest being the first fruit from the dead and then we count the omer for 49 days we count the omer which the omer is simply the, the sheaf that's waved in front of the the high is that the high priest would, would have waved in in the in front in the temple in front of god at the beginning of the first fruit harvest so we count the omer for 49 days, so that's just simply counting the barley kernels for 49 days. And then we celebrate on the 50th day, on the 50th weeks of Jubilee, we celebrate the Feast of Shavuot. So that's going to be celebrated uh, from about the 4th to the 6th of June this year uh, in the Hebrew calendar. So we're in the season of harvest, speaking about the barley harvest. Who is the barley harvest? Well, we are. The church is the barley harvest. And um, we're going to have a look at the Hebrew word, and I've written it out here for those of you who are able to follow on the video. Um, I've written out the word that we're going to have a look at today, and that word is harvest. And in the Hebrew, that's katsir, katsir, it's pronounced katsir, so that's harvest in the Hebrew language. So we're going to do a bit of an, an analysis of this word, katsir, in the Hebrew language. And we first of all have this um, letter here, which is kof, kof, as in <coughs> a little bit like you kof. Okay, so that's kof. And it looks a little bit like a, a P, doesn't it, in our language, but it's not a P, it's pronounced kof. And you will notice that um, it's actually made up of two letters here. We have the kaf. And we have the vav, okay? And the vav, you'll notice, if, if you put um, a line along here, you'll see that kof actually descends below the line. Well, think of that line as being planet Earth. And so we have vav, the nail, which is the picture of the nail, vav, the number six, the number of man, descending below the earth in Kof. So we have a picture of, um, basically we have a picture of the cross as it were, the avav, the nail, which is, you know, brings up images of Yeshua being nailed onto the cross, descending into the belly of the earth. You know, Kof is a very, very interesting letter and there's an awful lot of deep revelation that we can glean from this particular letter. Its, um, its symbol is the monkey, okay? The symbol of, of Kof is actually a monkey. Now, what's a monkey like? What do you think about when you think about a monkey? You think about um, a very, very animalistic kind of animal, yes? It jumps around the trees. It's, it's driven by its instincts. So it's it's um it it's just um a slave, if you like, to its instincts. Well, 
before we know Jesus, before we receive Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we're a slave to sin. We're a slave to, to the instincts of sin um, until we meet with Jesus, of course. So what we need to, to do with um, this picture of a monkey cough is to breathe a letter into this picture, into this letter, another letter. And that letter is Aleph, of course, which is God the Father. And Aleph, Aleph, if you remember God the Father, breathed into man, yes, we have the vast then the number six, breathed into man his spirit um, so that we have the, the spirit of God dwelling in us as born again believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. But of course, after the fall of Adam, man fell into sin, then he was bound to his animal instincts, his animal nature. But before he fell into sin, he had the nature of God within him and the spirit of God breathed into him. So the letter cough symbolizes both the profane animalistic instincts with the monkey, okay, but also potential. This letter has a great deal of potential. It's a what we call a container letter. Um, it has the profane contained within it, but also the sacred is contained within it. It has the potential to be raised up out of the belly of the earth. So, you know, we need to take away the husk from the barley wheat. And we need to, in order to do so, we need to beat it to get the essence out of it. So how can the husk or the animal instincts be removed so the spiritual is revealed and the, the potential is fulfilled? Well, the numerical value of this letter, cough, is 100. 100. What does 100 mean? Well, 100 is a number of perfection. It means perfect. So this is the potential for cough. The cough has the potential to become perfection. And within the number 100, we have, we have two yods. Well, how is that? Two yods. Yod is a picture of the arm of God. So we have 10. The numerical value of yod is 10. So we have 10 times 10. That's 100. That comes to 100. So here, contained within cough, we have the two arms of God. Wow. What's that then? The two arms of God. Well, we have number one, God the Father, and we have number two, God the Son. Yes? So we have a perfect work contained within Koth, that of the Father and that of the Son. And when Yeshua speaks the word, when we think of creation, we think of God the Father thinking creation. Yes, Elohim in the beginning, Bereshit in the beginning, thinking creation. And then the word of God, the Son, Yeshua, speaking forth that creation, it's as a seed, and that seed births action with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit goes into action, and we have creation. Um, when Mary was approached by the angel, Gabriel, and Gabriel said, Mary, you're going, you're going to conceive a son. And she says, well, how's that going to be? Because I don't know a man. Uh, you know, I've never been intimate with a man. So how am I going to conceive and, and birth a baby? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit will 
come upon you. And then Mary replies, let it be according to your word. And once she said that, let it be according to your word, in other words, the word of God that Gabriel had brought, that word as a seed would have entered into Mary's womb and by the power of the Holy Spirit overshadowing her, she would then conceive Yeshua. So, and of course, that's speaking about harvest because, you know, she was going to birth the Son of God who was going to bring forth a mighty harvest. Amen. Glory to God. Yeshua himself said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Whoa, John 12, verse 24. So Koth speaks of Yeshua as a grain of wheat, or you could say a grain of barley, going beneath the earth into hell. In other words, the sign of Jonah, Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, into, into hell, into the belly of the earth, the belly of the whale, with the authority of the Father, as depicted by the letter Aleph, to destroy the works of the devil, to destroy the animal, animalistic in, instincts, to destroy sin. Um, for we were dead to sin, a slave to sin, just like a monkey is a slave to its animal desires. Um, and then we're raised up with Yeshua. Okay, so Romans chapter 6, verses 10 to 11. The death he, that's referring to Yeshua, Jesus, the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We're alive to God in Christ Jesus. So contained within this letter, cost, we have the potential to be raised up out of the pit of hell to newness of life in Christ. And Jesus, of course, thinking about perfection, you know, the number 100 of off is perfection, the number of perfection. We have, we have with this work of Jesus, perfect redemption. Furthermore, as I, as I mentioned briefly before, Kof is comprised of two letters. We have the Vav, the line that goes, this line here, that goes beneath the earth, so to speak, that descends, a uh, picture of a nail and the number six, number of man. So it speaks of God being nailed as a man to the cross, okay, to crucify our sin nature, that animal nature, descending into hell. But we also have another letter here, and that's calf here, that uh, semicircle that we see here. That's calf, the letter calf. So what does that mean? Calf is a picture of a palm of the hand or the hand of a king. And um, I've mentioned this letter before uh, with the authority and power to decree a thing like a king can decree something, has the authority and power to decree something. And then it is. Yes. So with this particular letter calf, making up the letter cough, we have the power to lift or to suppress. So within the letter cough, we have a complete and perfect picture of man's redemption from our sin nature to be seated on high with Yeshua, for we are now lifted up. We leave that which is behind, because cough also speaks of final, last, behind, the picture of the back of the head, if you like, looking backwards, yes? 
to leave behind um, and to look forward to eternity in Christ, seated with him in heavenly places. Wow. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Even when we were dead in sin, he, Yeshua, has quickened us together with him. By grace are you saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So with that letter, Kath, Kath has the potential to raise up, yes, to raise up um, as Yeshua was raised up. You know, he was the serpent on, on the pole, the, the symbolic of sin, because he, be, he who knew no sin became sin for us. Okay, is raised up as Yeshua was raised up on the feast of first fruits. Yes. And in him, we are also raised up. Glory to God. So this word harvest begins with a perfect letter, doesn't it? The letter Kof, Katsia Kof, perfect letter that encompasses a perfect redemption comprising the letters Vav and Kaf. Without these two letters comprising Kof, we cannot leave our animal instincts behind or our sin nature behind. Kof is also a picture of a setting sun, picture of a setting sun. If you if you turn it around that way, for those of you that, that can see the video, it's it's it looks a little bit like a sun setting on a on a horizon there. Yes? So setting sun. But what does that mean? Well, remember with the Hebrew calendar, um, the end of the day is when daylight ceases and the beginning of new, the new day is, is begins with the setting of the sun okay so we leave behind our old life yes to begin our new life the setting sun depicts the end of one hebrew day but the beginning of a new day so in yeshua we have the beginning of a new day a new life eternal life so let's move on to the next letter, shall we? So the next letter that follows Kof in Katsia is a Z sound, and that's Zade. Zade. This is the, uh, for those that can see, that's a, um, the letter Zade, just there. Okay, so that's the second letter of Katsia. Second letter of Katsia, Zade. What does Zade mean? What's Zade a picture of? Well, Zadi is where we get the name of God, Zid Kanu, the Lord, our righteousness. And Zadi speaks all about righteousness. So when we've left our old life behind with the letter Kof, we've been raised up with Yeshua, okay? Um, we were dead to sin, now we're made alive in Christ Jesus. Then we, then we walk out our righteous life in him. We're now in right standing with our Heavenly Father, with God the Father. He is the Lord, our righteousness. It's also the 18th letter. Now, this is significant. It is the 18th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Now, we've had a look at, briefly had a look at the number 18 before. Now, um, that's made up of two letters. The 18th um, letter is Zade. But 18, the number 18 is made up of two letters, and that is 10 for Yod and 8 for Chet. And um, the Hebrew language, you have to have to, to read differently. We read from left to right, but Hebrew goes from right to left. Okay, so that's eight and then 10. So that's het and yod. So we have the word chai in the Hebrew, and that means life. Wow. So, Zade, the 18th letter, 
the Son, the Lord, our righteousness. He brings life to us. He imparts his righteousness to us, and we have eternal life, life from the dead. Yeshua is the Son of righteousness. And we find that in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. I've mentioned that verse before. Uh, and if you read it for yourself, you'll see that sun there is spelt not S-O-N, but S-U-N. So again, we've got cough, the, the, um, you know, the, setting, the setting sun there. So the sun, our righteousness. Okay, and we lead on to Zade, righteousness. Okay, um, so he is, the, he is the son of righteousness, as in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. He is the first fruit of the barley harvest, as I said, and we are that righteous harvest that falls on. Zadi is a picture of a harvest, and it speaks about the son of righteousness pulling uh, the barley harvest towards him. So it's actually a picture, picture of Joseph's dream in Genesis chapter 37, verse 7. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. This is Joseph sharing his dream with his brothers. Um, and lo, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance, in other words, bowed down to my sheep. So here we have a picture actually of Yeshua and the church. Um, Yeshua, a type, a foreshadow, if you like, of Jesus, and us as the other sheaves uh, bowing down to Yeshua. For Jesus to become the son of righteousness, he had to die to bring forth a harvest, yes? Uh, he is God's barley kernel, if you like, that had to go into, into the earth in order to bring forth a harvest. I mean, any any farmer would know, and you know, if you plant seeds, you know that that seed has to go down into the earth. It has to die in order to bring forth a, a plant, whatever it is that you're planting. Okay. Now, this um this particular letter, Zade, is made up of two letters, just like Kof. We've got two letters here. We've got a nun, okay, a nun, and we've got a yod. Two letters make up the letter Zade, and this has significance. So, nun, what does nun um, speak of? Nun speaks of jubilee, and um, it's the number 50. So, nun is, is a picture of the, of the prophet, and yod, of course, is the arm of God, talking about a divine work to be accomplished. Okay. So we also have with none, we have a picture of a man on his knees. He's a humble man and he's righteous and he's, he's kneeling down. So a picture of a man on his knees with his arms raised up to God with, with the, the yod there, arm of God. So Yeshua came as a prophet, yes, to work the work of God. And um, we have Jubilee here. And 50 also speaks of the Feast of Shavuot. Yes, the close of the barley harvest. Because we count the Omer for 49 days. And then on the 50th day, we celebrate the Feast of Shavuot, which is basically the close of the barley harvest. And of course, it was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and birthed the church. Okay, on the day of, on what, you know, they call the day of Pentecost. Pentecost simply means 15. It's from the Greek word. Pentecostal, which means 50. 
Okay. It's also a picture of a fish hook. Hmm. Interesting. Again, it speaks of harvest, though, doesn't it? Because Yeshua said to his disciples, follow me and I will make you, in other words, I, the son of righteousness here, will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. What's the numerical value of Zadeh? Now that, again, has significance. Numerical value is 90. So we have Yod 10 times 9. What's the significance of that? Well, nine is the letter Teth in the Hebrew alphabet, and Teth is a picture of a snake. Oh, Yeshua as a son of righteousness, okay. He becomes the bronze serpent. In order to become the son of righteousness, he becomes the bronze serpent. Remember Moses lifting up the bronze serpent? Numbers chapter 21, verse 8. So he's lifted up on a pole, and in other words, the cross, the wooden cross, and Yeshua, he who knew no sin, becomes sin, becomes that serpent, becomes sin. Um, and Teth is also very interesting. Um, its number is nine, okay? So the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it speaks of surrounding or foiling. What does Yeshua do with his church, his bride, the church? He surrounds us. He protects us. He foils around us. Yes? So it has a positive aspect to the, to the letter Teth, not just a negative. It has a positive aspect here. So we think about Yeshua's prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane John 17, um, verse 12, where Yeshua boldly proclaimed, those that you gave me, speaking to the, to the Father, I have kept and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, referring, of course, to Judas Iscariot. So Jesus coils around his harvest. He protects his harvest. He gathers the sheaves into his barn. Yes, and not one sheaf is lost. We can read about the letter Yod uh, in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 10. This is a reference to this specific letter. The Lord has made bare his holy arm. Again, Yod. In the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of God, um, i.e., Zade, the son of righteousness. And uh, as a righteous man kneeling, of course, we have Luke chapter 22, verse 42. We have Yeshua kneeling in the Garden of Gethsemane, raising up his arms to God the Father and um, proclaiming those those words not my will be done but yours not not my will be done but yours speaking to the father Yeshua speaking to the father but also us you know when we've become born again in Yeshua we have now been made the righteousness of God in him and we bow on our knees to Yeshua and we proclaim not our will now be done Lord but your will Lord Okay, well, I'm almost coming to a close. So, now, Yod is also very significant because it, it is, in the Hebrew alphabet, it's, it's, it's like a point, or uh, it's, a very, it's the smallest letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it speaks of a divine spark, a divine essence. Uh, it speaks of eternity. It speaks of in infiniteness. But it also speaks of multiplication because it's 
as yod as the number 10, the numerical value 10 speaks of multiplication, but with unity. So to make a loaf of bread, what do you need? You need barley or wheat. You need it to be beaten, ground into flour. Yes, and you need lots of grains to make a loaf of barley. Yeshua, of course, is the bread of life. He fulfilled the Feast of Unleavened Bread, bread the second feast of the Passover week. Yeshua multiplied the five loaves and the two fish. He multiplied many things in the Bible. He multiplied fish, he multiplied bread, etc. And multiplication, of course, speaks of harvest. Right, now we come to the final letter here. Oh, we're upside down. Right, the final letter here. Rish, Rish. So that's, that's the final letter, Rish. Okay, so we've just, got, just about got enough time to do Rish. And Rish speaks of the chief, the leader, or the prince. Again, speaks of Yeshua. He is the one responsible for the harvest. Katsir. Without Yeshua, there's no harvest, no creation either, uh, as I've already mentioned. Um, Yeshua is Lord of the harvest. Yes, he spoke creation into existence. And when he speaks to us through his word, together with the Holy Spirit, we become born again in him. If the word is sown into our hearts, into, into the earth of our hearts, so to speak, to bring forth a harvest of righteousness and also to win others to know him. Genesis chapter 8, 22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and winter, day and night shall not cease. So with Rish, um, if we, if we add a shin to the end and put a vav in the center, it becomes rush, which means poor. We were poor, but we're now re- rich. However, if we breathe Aleph, Aleph, God the Father, into rish, it becomes rosh, which means head again. And we, it speaks of the festival of Rosh Hashanah. And the festival of Rosh Hashanah is the fifth festival. And during this fifth festival, the church will be going up. So Rosh Hashanah, the next, the fifth festival, the next feast to be fulfilled by Jesus, contains harvest within it. Okay, because you have Bereshit, you have the 7,000 master plan of God. And if you look at our multiplication here on um, harvest, we have 10 yod here. Multiplied by 200 rish, that gives us the, the church age, 2,000, because 10 times 200 equals 2,000. So that's, that's the age of the barley harvest. It's going to be 2,000 years to, until its completion. So please do not take any notice of a lot of things going out on YouTube right now that says we're going up. The rapture is going to be, take, be taking place on the 15th of June. That's the latest I've seen on YouTube this year. So um, I doubt it very, very much because if so, it's not the fulfillment of Rosh Hashanah. As Yeshua fulfilled the first four feasts, so he will fulfill the following three feasts. There's seven seven major feasts altogether. And the next feast, Rosh Hashanah, begins on the first of Tishri, which is about September time. So there's no way we're going up in June because it, it just doesn't fit. Um, and also, uh, the Lord will be robbing us of a few years of the church age, because it has to be two, at least 2,000 years um, from the crucifixion until the rapture of the church. But we don't have very much time left. 
So anyway, that's all from me. And I hope that's been a blessing to you and speak to you again soon. Shalom and God bless.